Welcome back to the Boys of Spring Pod. I'm Ben Bellotti. We're joined with Pete Flaherty. Today is March 30th, and we're going to recap some college baseball. It was great last week in the college baseball. A lot of fun series. A lot of uh, a lot of surprising ones too. But uh, Pete, what are you? How are you feeling today? What, what's what's going on? Hey, any day we get to talk about college baseball is a good one. We finally got some really good series and conference Absolutely. play that we'll talk about, and we got a lot to look forward to. So I'm excited to talk it all through with you. Yeah, definitely. So what we're going to do today, you know, maybe run down the top 25 rankings are just baseball top 25 rankings um, and just, you know, go over series through that. So why don't we start with Tennessee? Um, Peter Apple, one of our one of co-founders of just baseball proclaimed Ole Miss as the number one team in college baseball, then only for them to be swept by Tennessee, who then goes, you know what? Maybe it's Tennessee. So, of course, us and pretty much every other publication had to put Tennessee number one overall on our top 25. I mean, they're 23 and one now. The three game sweep of Ole Miss. The bullpens is firing on all cylinders. The whole pitching staff is firing all cylinders. What do you, what do you think about Tennessee, Pete? I mean, like you said, it's such a complete team, top so to bottom. Complete. I think this week, this weekend was the first test like true test for them um, against Ole Miss, which obviously they were the prior number one team and obviously going down into um, down to Ole Miss. It's such a tough environment to play in. And they absolutely steamrolled them. Started off with that, their, you know, Chase Burns, who's been their Friday night stud. They hang a real crooked number. Those first two games of the series, the Sunday game's a little closer, but I mean, going back to talking about how complete they are they've got kind of every everything you want in a national championship contender like they're really built to sustain the success I don't think they're going to end up being 46 and 2 when it's all said and done because it's baseball but um no I like they've got such a complete lineup with like the guy who's been the biggest surprise has been Jared Dickey at the top he got no ab's as a freshman comes in this year as kind of a utility type player they use him in the corner outfield catch him a little bit i mean he's just raked and he's continued to do it against Ole miss and then trey lipscomb joel ortega luke lipschitz and then the pitching staff and then obviously like jordan beck and drew gilbert but again everyone knows about those guys um but the pitching staff is what is what's really blown me away and I mean like Burns, Dolander, even true freshman Drew Beam has been outstanding and then it's only going to get better when they get Tidwell and Seth Halverson back which should be soon. Halverson is a little bit further away than Tidwell I think but and then Ben Joyce the internet sensation who's probably going (laughs) to probably going to throw in the big leagues this spring. So no Tennessee I think is in a little bit of a class of their own after this weekend and um they're they're on the fast track to I think end up in the top three overall seed in the tournament yeah I I completely agree with everything you're saying there I mean you mentioned Ben Joyce he's just electric to watch it's it's insane not even just because he throws hard but I mean his stuff is incredible too every every pitch Uh, you you had to see the internet sensation of course you say you you see the video where the he just makes the hitter look absolutely like a little eager throwing a slider because he's geared up for 110 whatever mile an hour fastball 104 mile an hour fastball and it gets a slider that's not even not even touching the plate it's in the grass basically and he's getting check swings i mean 
dude just knows how to pitch. That was that video was incredible because I think it wasn't really like even for the stuff, like you said, it's just kind of a a little bit of a snapshot right into I, I think the mind of a hitter and what a hitter's thinking when they go into the box against a guy like Ben Joyce, especially at the collegiate level where arms like this are so rare. I mean, everyone nowadays throws 95, but to to be sitting 101 to 103 and touching fours like Joyce's as a hitter, there's really not much you can do. And this isn't to discredit any hitter. They're just up there. And I think at least this hitter was, everyone's got their own approach, but um, I mean, he's just thinking swing all the way. And like, if he's going to swing under it, he's going to swing over it. That's going to get over his hands. But if Joyce with the ability to rip off that slider, it was a brutal pitch, but I mean, he can essentially throw it anywhere and he's going to at least draw an active take. So no, Joyce is in outstanding. Tennessee is incredible. And I don't know, I think I've probably picked like I've said seven teams are going to win the national championship. So I won't say Tennessee will to keep like my carousel going, but they're, they're going to be a really tough team to take two of three from. Absolutely. So with them, Tennessee moving to number one uh, on our list, we have Ole Miss moving down to number seven. You, you think that they're going to get back to the number one spot. Do you think maybe uh, they stick around in the lower, you know, top 10 or I mean, what's next for Ole Miss? Do they bounce back or is they're just going to stay complacent where they are right now? Which obviously I, I even hate saying staying complacent because they're still an amazing team. I mean, Tennessee was the one that took them down. That's two head, two top teams, obviously. So I don't want to say get complacent, but are they going to stick, you know, around seven or are they going to jump all the way back up? It's a good question. I'm interested to, to hear what you think too. Um, Ole Miss is such a good team. There was a reason why they were the consensus number one. They were kind of the the Tennessee up until they faced Tennessee. Right. Um, pitching had a little bit of a down weekend, but that's not to say they're they're not a complete class, like a complete staff. Derek Diamond, Jack Watt, like they're just fine. I mean, they're going to probably float in that maybe even three to to seven or eight range. Um, I really don't think anyone's going to overtake Tennessee for the top spot at, at this point. I know that the SEC gauntlet is unlike what anyone's going to see. They're going to see Vanderbilt, Arkansas, and it's such a complete conference top to bottom. So I, I don't, I, I think it's safe to say that Tennessee is going to stay up there. Um, they're going to drop a series inevitably, I think. But um, no, I don't think Ole Miss is going to get back to the top spot, but I do think they're going to be a, a top eight national seed and Coach Bianco is going to have them ready to go. I'm interested to see how they do this weekend. It's a little bit of a trap series. Um, they play Kentucky and Kentucky's been a program in the SEC that's been overshadowed for so long because of the teams that we're talking about, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Vandy, Arkansas, the list goes on. But this year they're, they're playing really good baseball. They lost... I would say their best pitcher and Cole Stupp um, for the season, um, which was a huge blow. Um, but they've got guys like Ryan Ritter, John Thrasher, uh, not to go on a Kentucky tangent, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how Ole Miss bounces back because um, it's not a bad Kentucky team. So I'm, I'm curious to see no. how they respond. I mean, absolutely. Definitely not a bad Kentucky team. I mean, 17 and 8 is not a bad record at all. They have wins against TCU, another ranked team. 
Um, but no, I completely agree with you. I, I think Ole Miss is probably going to stay around right where they are. If not, maybe the highest they'll probably get again is three. And I think it's because of what you hinted at is, you know, their pitching has been good, but it's not to the level of a Vandy or a Tennessee. Uh, so their lineup just has to be that much better for them to beat teams the way they were beating them. And their pitching has to hold true too. I mean, you, if the lineup goes silent and the pitching is just average a team like Tennessee is going to blow them out of the water. So I, I don't see how they get back to number one. I also agree though, that they're the team that could definitely be an eight seater or even maybe higher in the, in the tournament. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, another team that had a really good weekend was Oklahoma state. Uh, they extend their winning streak. I think it was to 11 games. Um, and they move up to our number 10 spot on our just baseball top top 25. So, I mean, Oklahoma state, what's, what's to say about them? What, what has gotten them on such a kick? I think Oklahoma state was a team that I don't want to say that people wrote off, but I think they shoved them down a little bit um, at least in their mind and, and narratives. I don't know. Can't speak for all the outlets, but um, they drop three or four to a really good Gonzaga team. They get, they, they get swept by them and then they lose a corresponding midweek game to BYU. And so that's three of four. And they're sitting at, I, I think it was five losses early on. They're around 500 and people were like, man, you know, this, this offense really hasn't been doing much. The pitching's great, but you, they've, they've really not been hitting. Um, and so to see them respond like this has been big. Um, it hasn't been against the, the, I trying to phrase this correctly, the, the biggest of powerhouses right, across absolutely. college baseball, um, which I think is important to note, but to also realize that 11 games isn't a fluky winning streak. And this is still a really good team, but Seton Hall, they sweep, which is what they should be doing. Um, yeah. I, I think the best win in there is DBU. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. DBU, yeah. And, and I know DBU is a team that you're high on. I'm high on. I think we're all high on here at um, Boys of Spring. So no, I, I, I think the key for Oklahoma state is going to be obviously to continue this momentum um, into conference play, the meat of that schedule. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do tonight against Oklahoma. We'll know by the time this episode comes out because it's a rivalry game. Oklahoma is always a good team. And then they go to Kansas State um, on the road this weekend. So I think if their lineup can continue to hit, they've had some guys get hot lately. I know they're waiting for um, Marcus Brown is outstanding at shortstop. Um, he's kind of gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, Nolan McLean is, is another guy who's considered a day one pick by many. Um, but if their lineup gets going, they're as dangerous as anyone in the country. I think, I, I know that we spoke really highly of them going into the season and I think we had them in our top five. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they do in big 12 play because they're going to have some, some very, uh, very good tests. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the winning streak cannot be a fluke. I mean, when you go to win 11 in a row and uh, you know, your lineup isn't even, not everyone's firing on all cylinders. It's not a fluke. It just shows that the team is meshing really well. So I think if they get that lineup going, maybe uh, a couple of their starters pitch more consistent innings, not get hit around so much, or, you know, the games aren't as close. I, I, there's going to be a scary team if they really get that lineup going. Cause 
they clearly mesh well with, you know, they have a couple of grad students, um, you know, just a good veteran presence mix of rookies that all are just doing great things together. So you get that lineup going. I think they're going to stay right where they are at the top 10 and continue to roll. So completely agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, and Justin Campbell has been outstanding on the mound. Oh, he's absolutely, he's a, I think a day one talent. So um, they've, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, uh, how they continue to play. Yeah, me too, for sure. So th- there are number 10 team on the rankings. The number 11 team is Louisville. Who's now 19 and five. Um, another team that, you know, aside from their loss against Lipscomb, uh, they were on a pretty nice winning streak coming in, um, you know, rolling over teams like Notre Dame, obviously a sweep against Boston college, uh, you know, Michigan, the TCU, you know, they're playing pretty good competition. They're rolling. So, I mean, they go from 21 on our list to number 11. Uh, why do they deserve to be on the list aside from just, you know, racking up all these wins? Yeah, I, they're a team that um, that Notre Dame series really, really, I think, put the national spotlight on Louisville. Um, Notre Dame at that time, I think, was number one by yeah. ranked number one by some outlets. They were, and they they beat them pretty good. It was a home series. They 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 smoked them. I know in that Saturday game, and then the Friday game was a little bit of a shootout, if I remember. Um, so they're they're playing really good baseball, like you know so many teams are. But the biggest question for Louisville this year, and it's why I think a lot of people were down on them, was the pieces that they lost. Um, they lost a lot from that lineup, obviously, starting with Henry Davis. Even guys like Cooper Bowman, he was a top five-round draft pick, Alex Benellis, Lucas Dunn, um, and that's just on the offensive side of the ball. Um, th- there were kind of really big question marks about who was going to pick that up and who was going to fill in for those guys. And I think we've seen Jack Payton, um, sophomore catcher, has swung the bat really well, L- Logan Beard, Christian Napchek. Um, they haven't really missed a beat. Ben Metzinger has been a great surprise. I know that he is a, he's a player that has generated a little bit of draft buzz to be a somewhat early day two pick as we go on, but, and the pitching has been great. Um, I don't know if it's been great, but it's been what they need. Um, Michael Prosecki is a, a, um, he's been really good out of the bullpen. Um, And then their rotation has been, has been very good as well. Riley Phillips and Jared Poland spearheading it. Um, so they're kind of returning to that old, like prime Louisville and, and coach McDonald is such a good coach and they're going to continue to roll. And they're, they're another team that it's going to be so tough to, to take two or three from them. So um, I'm trying to think of who they play this weekend. Um, this weekend, they got a uh, pit. Uh, all right. Three so game against got, Pitt in the ACC. So, yeah. So they got Pitt this weekend. That's a, uh, they should, they should take care of business there. But I, looking ahead, I know they've got UNC. So yep. I'm, I'm, I'm really weekend. excited to see how they're looking going into that UNC series. Yeah. The, the next two weekends for them will show a lot as I'm not, the, not this weekend. That they, unless, of course, if they lose a series to Pitt, that will show, also show a lot. But the series against UNC and then Florida State coming up is definitely going to show. And then, uh, you know, they get NC state right after that, the conference play, they're they're playing the three best teams, the conference aside from themselves. 
So that'll definitely show a lot, but I mean, you got to love what you've seen from them so far. I think everything you hit on was perfect, but the, the pitching has really been surprising to me as you know, they are performing so consistently and performing better than a team like Oklahoma state who is, you know, pitching well, but Louisville is pitching better. And, you know, if they can continue this, I, I think I can see them climbing up the rankings or staying right where they are, you know, judging on who they're playing, but it's just really impressive what they've done so far, jumping, 10 spots in our list as well as jumping a lot of spots in other other um, publications lists as well so great for Louisville I, I they're really fun to watch play um, I can't wait to see more for them especially the you know the next three weeks from them so yeah yeah absolutely um, so LSU the you know they had a little bit of a mini resurgence after dropping at, at one point in the beginning of the year they were in our top five then you know they go 16 now number 12 um, but what really stuck out to me was their win against the Florida Gators. The two, they go two and one in the series play. Um, they didn't blow them out or anything. It was just really well fought after games. So it kind of showed me that, you know, LSU, even when their lineup isn't firing on all cylinders, scoring double-digit runs like we saw before a conference play started, they can still get it done. And, you know, they're becoming more of a complete team. And me personally, I would expect them to, you know, stay around middle of the pack or even jump back up to where they are if that lineup – really gets firing again so what, what do you see with L- lsu yeah i i I'm, I'm with you that the friday night game was um it was a tough way to start it's really tough when you face someone like a hunter barco or a jackson wiggins any high-end starter in the sec but saturday and sunday i don't know what uh what jay johnson said in the locker room after the game but it it lit a fire under their asses because they they pounded Florida on Saturday and Sunday. They won, I think, 11 to two, and then they'd come out and dominate on Sunday and they went 16 to four to take that series. I mean, they're playing like pissed off baseball right now. And it's at the perfect time getting an SEC play. There are really no, like, I would say pushover teams in the SEC. There are no, Definitely not. you can't really take any breaks. Um, so they're getting going at the right time and a tough stretch in their schedule. And the lineup is what it is. I mean, we keep harping on it week in and week out. And for good reason, it's Doty Cruz, Barry Morgan. Those are four guys that are probably going to be all Americans, three of which will play team USA or well, two are going to be day one draft picks with Barry and Doty Cruz and Morgan will play team USA. And that's as good a quartet. I think probably the best quartet that you can probably have in a lineup um, across the country. And even guy like kind of underrated guys like Braden Jobert has swung the bat. Well, he's been a key in kind of the middle third of that order to top bottom third. He's been key to have production kind of top throughout the lineup. And Jordan Thompson, obviously at shortstop, the glove is the glove is elite and he's been hitting well this year. Um, and then they've got experienced guys. Giovanni Giacomo is is hitting really well. And this weekend, um, it was really a collective effort. If you just kind of – Braden Jobert had an outstanding, outstanding season uh, – series in an outstanding season. He's, he's, he's doing great. But, yeah, 313, um, not too shabby. Yeah, no. Seven and, and, um Yeah. No, I, the, the key for them is going to be the pitching. The – they're going to go as far as their pitching takes them. It was great that Blake money is not really hurt at all. Um, and then Reiselman, Fontenot, Ty Floyd. Um, so they're an interesting team, but 
coaching is going to make a huge difference with them. They've, they've had two legends now with Maneri and now Jay Johnson. So, and Jay Johnson's a guy who's been there to Omaha. He's won national championships and they're going to perform really well in SEC play and, and they're going to be a host, I think for a regional. Yeah. I'm, you know, looking forward way ahead. I'm, I'm really interested to see when, you know, the, the college world series comes around that, you know, I want to see what goes on because we've talked about it time and time out on this podcast, when we've done, you know, appearances on the other podcast, P- pitching is the thing that wins the championship. It's the thing that gets you far in the tournament. And, you know, Bla- Blake money coming back is going to be huge for them, especially if he can, you know, find his groove again, but the rest of the staff is something, you know, that's gotta be their biggest hole. Their, their starter. I mean, their believers are up and down, but their starters are just not consistent at all either. And, definitely the biggest hole in the team and it really just makes their lineup have to work like twice as hard. So for me, that's going to be interesting to see going forward. Maybe if they can get a little confidence in there and uh, you know, maybe it'll become something that's not too bad and we'll even them out. But for now, the lineups can have to keep on mashing. Yeah. And I think they will talking about, especially those four to five guys. That's they're going to, that's a, that's a group that's going to be able to sustain ample success and, and like you mentioned, Blake Money carries that load in the rotation, but Ty Floyd has come around as of late, and he's going to be a huge key. And then getting consistency out of the back end with Reiselman and Fontenot is um, – that's another – that's going to be huge for them. And, I mean, like we've said, they've got the raw talent to win a national championship. I don't, I don't think anyone's doubting that. The, the biggest thing is, as is for any team, is just clicking at the right point. And right. I think that this weekend was a preview – and harbinger of that kind of being the case so i'm very excited to see them march through that sec schedule yeah it's gonna be really entertaining the whole sec is just awesome but uh moving away we got miami coming back into the top 25 going from unranked last week in our rankings to now number 16th overall huge jump can you know what did they do to get to this back to this point and reach number 16 over Notre Dame over Georgia tech? Um, you know, a lot of teams that we like on there, they're, they're over right behind Arizona and Florida are number 16. So what did they do to reach back and get back into the top 25? Well, simply put, they swept a really good North Carolina team. Um, North Carolina was a team that we had, in the top, I believe 15, maybe even top 13 or so going into this weekend. Um, and Miami really took care of business. They, they, they did it on the backs of really, really good pitching performances from Alejandro Rosario. They've, they've really kind of, they've expected a lot out of him. And, and this weekend was a very good start and what they needed. Carson Ligon, a freshman for him, has been outstanding and has taken on that um, that Saturday role. Um, and then offensively, they've kind of been waiting for consistent production. Um, CJ Kafis has been very good for him so far at the top of the order, first baseman. Um, great bat-to-ball skills, hits the ball really hard, good athlete over there. Um, but this weekend was the Yo Morales show. Um, he's their anchor on the left side of the infield, third base shortstop. He he was outstanding, and North Carolina's pitching staff is really good. And he he just banged 
all weekend. He had a couple home runs, was hitting the ball really hard. And, and I know he was waiting for kind of a coming out series like this, as was the Miami coaching staff. Everyone knows the type of talent he has. So um, I think that was a key reason why. And then if you look at their pitching staff and, and kind of the team as a whole, um, they're an interesting group. Um, putting them back up from unranked to 17th is a big jump, but you know, when their pitching staff's on with Pomquist, Rosario, uh, Liggins, and Andrew Walters out of the back end of the bullpen, it it's on par with a lot of the, the, the pitching staffs that people kind of put in that top tier in the country. Um, but again, the key is just going to be for that lineup to hit. They've got Kafis and Morales. Um, and then it's all about just filling out production throughout the rest of the order with, I, I know Lorenzo Carrier, the freshman, Don Patelli. Um, so again, it, they're, I think they're a tough team to solve because, you know, I'm, I'm even wrestling with it as I speak, but, um, they're, it's been a tale of two teams. They've been, they've looked great one weekend. They've looked yeah. not so great the other and it's just going to be if they can sustain this production. And when they're going like this, like after this UNC series, they're no doubt a top however many teams, 17 team in the country. So um, they're another team that I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do against the ACC, which is a great conference um, top to bottom, I think. So curious to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. There's been so many ups and downs early in the season. Um, you know, really slow start. And then you get some wins against a big team like Clemson. And then, you know, you really come back and um, beat uh, UNC, a team that was ranked really high on a lot of people's lists. And I think, uh, you know, it's going to be the lineup. You need more than two to three guys to get going um, for them to sustain this. And I really think they will. I mean, you're going to get some confidence being UNC. You've already beat other ranked teams like Clemson, um, a sweep against Boston College or two out of three against Boston College doesn't hurt either. You know, they have a good lineup. Uh, they they beat Florida one time, lost a series, but they've proven they can beat teams uh, that are ranked high, and I think they'll continue to do so. You know, the ups and downs hopefully will even out into just consistent ups or maybe, you know, instead of sweeping, you just take two or three and just continue to do that. That's what, you know. So I'm not worried about them at all, and I think I'm I think that they're in a good spot right now to keep on rolling. Uh, the schedule favors them. I'd like to see what they do this weekend against Duke. I think that's going to be really interesting. You know, not a ranked team, but a really good team. And if they can take care of business against Duke, I think hopefully it's enough confidence for them to keep it going the next weekend and go up against a really really tough team in Virginia, who we haven't even talked about, but is absolutely on a tear and, and you know fighting for that number one ranked spot and. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to watch for sure. But, yeah, so uh, moving on, we got UConn still in the top 25. A, a, a UConn team that you and I both really liked. We were talking about before. We've talked about it, texted about it, everything. This is a team we really like. The pitching staff is really good. They're still a good team at 17-5. Uh, and five, But uh, my question for you is, do you think they still deserve to be in our top 25 after, you know, uh, Saturday, take a loss against URI. I, I mean, yes, they did take two out of three from them and it's hard to sweep a series, but URI team just really not that good. And then uh, lost to Boston college minutes before we started recording. 
Um, what, what do you see with why this team's dropping losses to teams that theoretically should be taking care of business as a top 25 team? Well, first, I, brutal timing for UConn. Like right before we record, they, they drop a tough one to BC. Yeah. Team next week. Um, but it doesn't change my opinion on them as a it doesn't change my opinion on them as a team. Um, I think they're a, they're the class of the Northeast, I think, as far as, um, you know, who's most likely to make a run to a super regional. And even as a dark horse Omaha team, that rotation has been, been really, really good with Austin Peterson and, and Pat Gallagher, um, up at that Friday, Saturday role. Peterson was a guy they got from Purdue and, He's been, he's been really loud, really, really loud this summer, this spring. And the lineup is a bunch of veteran guys that have been there for a while. They know what it takes to win. Eric Stock, they bring in Ben Huber. Um, Casey Dane is a guy that we really like. Yeah. Shout out Ocean State Waves. Matt Donlin behind the dish. Um, It's a really, really, I don't want to say scrappy because they can really, they pulverize the baseball. Um, but it, it's a group that top to bottom is going to be, they're all tough outs. They're going to pitch um, and they're going to make a regional. I don't, it's going to be so hard to host, especially as a Northeast team. I don't know if I'd put them in that category, but they're going to be a really good two seed, maybe even a, a, a like the number one overall three seed, but going back to your point about the URI game, baseball is just so random. Like anyone can beat anyone on any given day. It's obviously you don't want to, you don't want to drop a game to a URI, but you know, it happens and they bounce back on Sunday. They win the series and you kind of forget about it. Um, So I'm interested to see if they can do the same um, against, uh, I think they play Kent state this weekend. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if they can do the same against Kent state. Yeah, Kent State's a scrappy team, so hopefully they can do the same, and I think they will. I, I really, I once again, agreeing with everything you're saying. I mean, Coach Penders is just a guy that really knows what he's doing when, you know, you put together a ball team. They recruit so well, and then they go out and get the transfers. It all meshes together well, and, you know, it just comes together, and they become a team that, you know, rolls over teams and puts up a fight when they're not going to get done on all cylinders, so – I don't, I'm not worried about UConn. I know I posed the question, but that's just more to, you know, get an answer out of it. I, I think they do deserve to be in the top 25 and I love to see a Northeast team in the top 25. I really do. Um, but yeah, so now, you know, that's our top 25. You can find the entire top 25 on our Instagram. It, there will be a write up on justbaseball.com. but let's, let's look ahead a little bit for a couple of exciting series. The one obviously that stands out, uh, mentioned it before is Vanderbilt and Tennessee with a three game set starting this Friday. To me, I know Tennessee's lineup is doing really well and Vanderbilt is starting to come around, but this has got to be a war between the pitching. I mean, the two teams with the the top team ERA in all of NCAA, I mean, Tennessee leads as uh, number one in ERA. They, they have a team ERA under two is just unheard of. What, what, do, what are we looking forward to in this series? There's really everything to look forward to. I mean, I, I might be watching both these games instead of the final four, honestly, they're, they're going to be that high quality of baseball between 
you can make the argument between the two best teams in the country. Right. Um, and then I, it's going to be strength, strength on strength. I think obviously we talk about Tennessee's pitching being really good this year. Um, but Vanderbilt historically has had that nails pitching staff. Oh, the, yeah. the guys you can rely on top to bottom, no holes. So it's going to be Vandy's pitching staff against that lineup from Tennessee where everyone one through nine can mash. So going up against guys like Pat Riley, Christian Little, Carter Holton, Nelson Berkwich, Chris McElvain, I could name the entire Vanderbilt pitching staff. Um, that is going to be as big a test for Tennessee as they can as they're going to see all year, especially on the heels of that sweep against Ole Miss. They go to Vanderbilt. If they can come out of that, those two series with, with five wins, so two series wins, that's I, that's as, as loud of a performance as you can get, I think, in college baseball, at least this year. So I'm really excited to see what happens. I know Vanderbilt's going to be ready to play. Tony Vitello always has his guys fired up to play, as does Corbin. So it is going to be a fun, fun series, and – and, um, I have no clue who's going to win the series. So uh, if we do another episode this week, I'll give my prediction then. But I, it, it is a as big a coin flip as you can get, I think. Yeah, I mean, it really is just, you know, strength on strength. And it's going to be I, – I don't see how either pitching staff really just goes out of the gate and just loses it right then and there. It's going to come down to the which lineup can be the most consistent or even uh, go above and beyond, if you will. Um, yeah. So I don't know who's going to win either. Uh, I will say, I think, it, you know, if Tennessee does get two out of three or even just another one win, I think that really proves that they are the solidified number one best team. But I'd be really interesting to see what we think after a full weekend and this another, you know, a couple games midweek of uh, if Vanderbilt pulls off a sweep against the number one Tennessee overall, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we put Vanderbilt number one next week. Man, <laughs> I, I don't think a, yeah, I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna happen, but it would be pretty cool. Interesting hypothetical. If Vanderbilt were to sweep, that's a good question. I don't know. I tune into the podcast and our Twitter, and you'll be able to find out first. But uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I I have my prediction. I say, yeah, yeah, whatever. I think Tennessee is gonna win. They're on such a hot. They're on such a roll right now, and I think that they're the best team in the country. I think it's going to be an outstanding series, though, and it's going to be decided on Sunday. I think Tennessee wins five to three, six to four on Sunday to win the series. What a prediction! What a prediction! I like it. I really do. So another another good series, or it should be at least. We got Arkansas. Um, Arkansas is now number four ranked on our list. You know, still top five, still an absolute absolute wagon of a team they're going to go off against mississippi state so my question to you is if mississippi state can pull off a series win against arkansas do you think mississippi state gets their uh another chance to be in our top 25 that's a again a great question mississippi state is a team that's quietly really started to turn around um you look getting back to last saturday against georgia they dropped that game 12 to 11. That was a bananas game. Um, but they dropped that one in extras to lose that series. But then they pound them on Sunday. They win a series against a really good Alabama team at home. Midweek win against, I think, Southern. Um, 
and now they're kind of right back there. They're 500 in the conference. I think they're 15 to 10 overall. Um, if they can beat Arkansas at Arkansas, I'd have no problem putting them back in my top 25. Arkansas is another team that is in that. I think that we were talking about it before recording that like cluster of five to seven teams who you can call title contenders right. at this point, at least. So yeah, they're a team that's playing quietly, really good baseball. I say quietly because everyone wrote them off after Sims went down um, in that slow start. So I think a series win against Arkansas is um, that would absolutely, in my mind, put them back into the top 25. And I know I'm the resident Mississippi state hater. I think at just baseball. So yes, to me, even they're, they're a top 25 team. If they beat Arkansas. There you go. Five. I just, let me just, <laughs> just talk about Arkansas a little bit. I have been obsessed with watching Michael Turner play, not just because he's a former ocean state wave, but I mean, it's just awesome to see a catcher like him uh, put up the numbers he's having, you know, over an average over 300. He has pop with over four home, but he has four home runs, you know, getting it done, getting on base, walking. I mean, their whole lineup is basically just all these guys that are just gritty. They do a little bit of everything. They just, above all, they get on base. I mean, there's what, four or five guys with an on base percentage above 400, above 430, even. I mean, Arkansas is just, they're just a great, team overall i mean the pitching has been really consistent too a couple guys you know the back end that have struggled a little bit you know you're, you're lost without uh cops but i mean everything's been great for them i mean connor nolan my gosh he, he pitched fantastic over the weekend of 47 strikeouts and 34 innings overall in the season is absolutely insane i know i'm the resident arkansas lover and i'm going to continue to be i would love to see arkansas keep rolling this weekend but um, also wouldn't hate if Logan Tanner, Mississippi State, get it done against Arkansas and prove that they, you know, they deserve to win last year, obviously. And, you know, they're going to keep fighting to win this year. So why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I couldn't agree. Like we said earlier, it's always been the Ocean State waves. So uh, always goes back to Michael the Turner. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I'm, I'm with you. That Another arm to watch on that staff is um, – is Brady Tiger and in the back end of the bullpen, he's approaching must watch territory. Um, every time he pitches, he yeah, I think I had three, three saves the, last weekend. He's a frequent member of the uh, the pitching ninja gift club. Um, he had like eight swords last weekend. His breaking ball is, I think, above like 3,100 RPMs. Um, really good arm action. He's got a fast arm, ball just explodes out of his hand. and we're talking about Mississippi State. This is a huge if if they can beat Arkansas on the road because, as Ben was saying and and even reminded me, they're a they're another team that is a very complete bunch. Uh, Arkansas. Yeah, love that. But let's go to another team we love, um, Wake Forest against Georgia Tech. You know the battle between two teams in the lower end of our top twenty-five. We have Georgia Tech as eighteen and Wake Forest as twenty-one. You know, Wake Forest is a team that we've talked about. We really love their pitching. Um, I think we might be the only publication right now with them ranked. Um, and, you know, they go up against another ranked team in Georgia Tech who has been struggling a little bit. I think Wake Forest personally takes care of business. They, I think they will see them ranked on a lot of people's uh, lists. And I think they deserve to even move up a little bit because their pitching has really been getting it done and their lineup is just very consistent with the guys that are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, what do you think about this series? Well, 
I will say it's so hard to keep up with all these team schedules and the conferences. Absolutely. Georgia Tech and Wake play. They played a couple of weeks ago, um, and Wake took it to them. That was the infamous, I think, twenty-seven run game. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Wake actually has uh, Wake's got BC this weekend, so I think Wake is going to take care of business against BC. I mean, you you talked about it bringing them up as a team. Um, they're kind of my week is to me as Arkansas is to you. I, I really, really like them a lot. Yes. They lose to UVA this past weekend, but UVA is a, I think they're going to be in Omaha and you look at that pitching staff, louder, Hartle, McGraw, the lineup is inevitably going to get really clicking with Brock Wilkin, Danny Corona, Adam Cessary, Nick Kurtz at the top of the order. Um, no, so I think Wake is going to – they're going to have – I think they're going to enjoy a nice week. They're going to – they've got Coastal, which has always been a bugaboo for them, especially in a midweek. I have no idea why. Um, and then they go to BC on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think that's a series they take care of pretty uh, – I don't want to say easily because BC can can really swing it and they've got a, a few good arms. But that's a series of ranked Wake Forest team, at least in our eyes, should win. But – Georgia Tech, they've got a monster series against UVA this weekend. Um, that is going to be a real challenge for them, especially coming off of four straight losses. The Kennesaw midweek and then a sweep against NC State where they didn't really get outplayed by that much. But, man, they go to UVA, and that you want to talk about wagons, that team is freaking bananas. They've Geloff is my guy for the Golden Spikes. Um, pitching rotation has been outstanding. Um, they're right there with Tennessee for me as, as the best team in the country. So this is a real, real challenge for Georgia Tech. It's they obviously taking a series is such a big ask against a UVA, but even just taking one, they, I think they're hoping to get Chandler Simpson back this weekend, who makes that offense go at the top. Um, so if they can even, man, if they can take, if they can, assuming they win against Charles in Southern today um, and they can just take one of those UVA games obviously a, a, a series winner a sweep would be monumental but just to get kind of right just to kind of get the tr the train back on the track a little bit and avoid something disastrous like seven of eight or eight of nine losses so um, Danny Hall is a great a, a great coach and Georgia Tech is a good team and I, I, I think they at least take one they might even they might surprise some people and take the series yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. And then just looking at uh, Virginia's upcoming schedule, they got a lot of a lot of potential, not for them, but for other teams in our rank list to to make up some ground. I think it's interesting that you got Miami, uh, Liberty before Miami in the next upcoming weekends, and then Old Dominion. So they go Liberty, Miami, Old Dominion right after that Georgia Tech series. So a lot of uh, a lot of time for other teams on our top 25 to make up some ground if they can somehow get past the wagon of Virginia, which, you know, is going to be one of the it's probably the toughest thing they do all season would be playing them uh, at this point in the season. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Georgia Tech's got a brutal stretch just looking at it like like UVA, FSU, UNC, Mercer midweek. I mean, it's going to be this is. I think put up or shut up time for Georgia tech. And, and I'm really, really excited to see how they respond to a schedule like this. And like you said, and it was a great point. This is the time of year where, excuse me, so many of these ranked teams are going to start to beat up on each other. Um, 
And so I'm just, I'm, I'm very curious to see who are kind of the contenders and who are the pretenders to use the cliche, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend and, and going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the next two weeks are going to be some of the most exciting college baseball we see, especially because we still have, you know, that little buffer before MLB starts and really takes over the baseball scene. So I really do think, I think there's a bunch of upcoming series that are absolutely fantastic, going to be absolute great baseball. It's going to fill that void for all of you that are longing for MLB. Um, the Vanderbilt, Tennessee is probably going to be the closest thing we see to major league baseball right now. Um and then, you know, just going to keep on rolling the week after a lot of great series. So, um, Pete, I think I said everything I got to say. Do you have any closing thoughts for the people? No, man, another great week with you, chopping it up. And, you know, we, we, we hit it all. We talked about the top 25, what to watch for this weekend. And we'll see how we did. Um, I, I don't know if we'll record on Thursday or not, TBD, but um, when we're back here next week, I'm excited to talk about it all. And, hopefully we'll get Miller on here and um, I'm trying to think of players to watch for this weekend. I've, I did it on the first few episodes. I'll see if I can whip up a few for this one. Um, I'll go Wyatt Lankford at Florida. Um, I'm going to kind of go with guys that aren't household names. I'll go Wyatt Lankford at Florida. Um, Brennan Malone at Oregon and this is like brutal podcast uh Corey collins at georgia mixed bag but you'll i i think they're gonna put together good weekends love that love that yeah so look out for more articles about college baseball on justbaseball.com. i know miller's gonna be cooking up a bunch um Look out for another podcast episode, TBD. Like we said, if we're going to record again, but I wouldn't be surprised if we have another episode coming out. Subscribe to our Twitters. Um, subscribe to the show Twitter at just ba- at Boys of Spring JB. And uh, it was just great talking to all of you. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Subscribe to the Just Baseball YouTube. Yes, sir. Subscribe to the YouTube. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>